Hey everyone, it's your boy Captain Hunter coming at you again. Uh, so have you, if you have not heard, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, the young man who um, was arrested for murder, uh, the intentional murder and other charges that were that were uh, that he was arrested for, the young man who went to uh, Wisconsin in response to riots and protests over George Floyd, Black Lives, uh, in response to George Floyd. Let me stop right there. Um, in response to the George Floyd, a number of people throughout in a number of uh, cities throughout the nations, if we remember, uh, blew up and um, riots and things along those lines. And so Kyle Rittenhouse, in, in an effort to try to stem the tide of, uh, I don't even know what he's trying to do, stop the, stop the, the destruction of property, uh, equipped himself with an assault rifle, then went into uh, Wisconsin, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, started shooting at people. Uh, his claim of self-defense worked. His uh, tears uh, that he exhibited so uh, masculinely uh, worked. Um, I think that uh, it really says a lot about um, everything that we uh, can say uh, about this young man. That this is that this has gone on. Um, so listen, I, I can't say I'm not I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, I, I I didn't think that was going to go well. I didn't I didn't really pay as much attention to the trial uh, as I would have in other cases, uh, other instances, because I thought that he was going to be. I didn't I didn't think that the they were going to convict him. There's a young man who we we see um, presents as himself as a white male, uh, goes out into the town um, under the arm under the guise of being vigilanteism um, under the guise of uh, I'm going to protect my community um, and this is what in their minds in some people's minds the second amendment is all about your right to bear arms right to protect yourself right to protect property and why should he not go into places where law and order uh, is not being established in their minds and help to law is to establish law and order that's that's what the second amendment was about it's what America was built on the the posseing up of certain groups and peoples uh, in order to protect uh, places, property, etc., uh, particularly when the police can't or or don't. Now, the police were being overwhelmed. Uh, they expressed their uh, appreciation to Rittenhouse at the time and other persons who had stepped in uh, to to help them. And I, and I don't really don't have a problem with that. Obviously, as a former law enforcement officer, I don't have a problem with people stepping in to help to 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 bring about the to bring about law and order, right? I don't have a problem with any of that. I do have a problem. Um, I, 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 I think that this was a serious test case in, in for a number of reasons as far as what we're going to allow, who can equip themselves, who can, and what you can do during these riots and protests, right? Uh, Florida, they want to make it so, I believe actually the, the law is already passed, that people can run people over uh, if you're protesting. So this is what it's all about, right? It's the right the right to protest and it's about what the protests are in particular. Let me be very clear about that. This is this is what I have. This is my whole uh, spiel about this is what rights are we protecting? Whose rights are being protected to protest? What are we protesting against? Who can who can do the equipping of themselves with firearms and, and assault rifles and go into other places and do whatever? African-Americans, black people, minority populations, Hispanic, uh, 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 Pacific Islanders, native persons uh, want the same rights uh, to be able to protect themselves, their house, their property, their families as, as, as anyone else. That's all that, that we're asking for. And it does not seem, I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying it does not seem as if 
this is always applicable. And so we, here we have a very high profile case of a young man going into a situation, going into a situation that if he had not gone into that situation, people would still be alive, right? He equipped himself, armed himself, got the moxie up, got a ride there, and then proceeded to do something that he was not trained to do. Uh, and then they're going to say, well, at the time that he acted, and the time he pulled the trigger, he had a right to do that because he was defending himself. This is the stand the ground laws I've talked about. This is the the philosophy. I'm not saying that it was. I'm talking about the philosophy of, of at the time and place and point that you're at, do you have a right to be at that place? And do you have a, a reasonable, rational uh, rationale that your life could be taken or life could be threatened? And that is that is something that that um, that I do know or, or that the or at least read about where the judge was explicit in making sure that that charge of self-defense and that defense to 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 uh this affirmative uh defense to murder uh being self-defense was was read again to the jury um listen I, you know i'm not a legal expert i'm not going to try I, I don't try to break down what's going on in the courtroom whether the judge was was overly deferent to mr rittenhouse uh, you know and his fake tears and all that that he was crying um so I leave it up to the lawyers to, to do that kind of thing, but I, but as a as a citizen, as an African American, I you know we we want the same rights and protections that other people have, and if it's okay for one person to strap up and then go into another town and start handling business, um, because we are in a place that we should not have been, um, you know what kind of what kind of what kind of message is that sending? I'm very very concerned about that. Um, you know, I, I'm, I didn't bother to pull up any statistics about any other court cases along similar manners and things along those lines. Um, but I think that it's certainly worth looking at and to, see, and to understand what this means from a historic perspective, what this means going forward, what this means for, for vigilantism, what this means for defending uh, property rights, uh, who has the right to defend it, can you cross state lines to do that, who can posse up in, at any particular time and circumstances. Um, this is all very troubling to me. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm very troubled by this I'm not surprised by it in the least but I am troubled by it um, so re really really very very disappointing so let, let me know your thoughts your opinions um, uh, you know I, like I said I, 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 I did not pay particular attention to all of the going-ons of it I did read an article here and there but uh, all that the judge was saying, all that the judge was doing, Rittenhouse was crying that the judge was going off on the prosecutor the judge uh, um, I guess allegedly calling the guy or looking at his future, um, you know, young man with a bright future or something along those lines that was that was allegedly said. I did look for those quotes. I couldn't find them, but you know, that's just what people are telling me. So I could be wrong about that. Like I said, I, I didn't really pay that close for attention to it because I I thought that the uh, was going to be a foregone conclusion. I thought the verdict was going to be a foregone conclusion, and here and here I am being proven right, and I'm disappointed that I'm proven right, but. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, so I think I'm going to leave it there. Let me know your thoughts, your opinions, what you think about uh, about this particular case. What does it mean going forward for cases? What does that mean for minority populations? What does it mean? Does it empower and embolden other persons to cross state lines and just take up take up their arms and just do whatever? Um, uh, you know, what, what does that, all that mean? Really, really interesting. Really, really interesting. And I think it frustrates a lot of people. But let me but let me just say this at, at the end of this. 
You can't be so, so frustrated that you, that you choose not to enter into the process. That means you have to be registered to vote and actually vote. That means that you have to, um, uh, uh, sit, when you're called upon for jury duty, you have to actually sit on the juries. But we can't complain that there's not enough uh, pools. I do know that this was another matter of, of how many black people were pulled, were, were allowed for jury duty, and the judge called them a black or something, <laughs> you know, which is crazy. <laughs> but listen, we, we got to be in these places, in these spaces. In order for us to be at least there, 50% of it has to be us being there, right? If we, can, we can't be called to jury, we can't be called to sit on juries if we're not showing up for jury duty, we're not registered, uh, and everything it takes to be uh, selected for jury duty in your uh, city, town, and your state. So make sure that you're doing everything you can do for that. And then actually vote, right? If you don't like the way things are going, you have to vote, right? Your legislature so the laws can change and then we can we can really narrow down uh, these types of these types of incidents from, to prevent them from going forward. So there are solutions to them. If you don't like the way that things are going, you have to become part of the process. You have to become part of the process. So I, I'm going to leave it there. Let me know your thoughts and your opinions. But I do want to. But I do want to talk about just one more thing, and, and that is uh, those white supremacist um, uh, prison guard works uh, with impunity in the state of Florida. Uh, this is from. There's a few articles that were written about this. This one happens to come from PBS. And so, uh, reading through this, I mean, th th there's a lot of allegations. Right, the the prisoners are writing letters and things along those lines, and. Prisoners are writing letters saying that there's that there's racism going on, uh, that the guards are openly white supremacists and, and all that kind of stuff. And as you read through this, there's been some former uh, persons of color uh, uh, and current persons of color who are interviewed and they all said, yes, this is true. Now, the, the, the problem that I'm bringing this up and, I, and I'm bringing this up because um, there's always going to be allegations and people are always going to have, you know, some things going on. Um, but my, my my perspective is that of a, is that of a leadership. Right. Um, if you if you read this, um, uh, it, 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 it says that that essentially there's been little to no investigations. Right. Here's let me just read a little bit for you. Some Florida prison guards openly tout associations with white supremacist groups to intimidate inmates and black colleagues, a persistent practice that often goes unpunished, according to allegations in public documents and interviews with dozens of. In of I guess that's supposed to be dozens of inmates and current and former employees, current and former employees in the nation's third largest prison system. Prison system. Corrections officials regularly receive reports about guards, memberships in KKK and, and criminal gangs, according to former prison inspectors and current and former officers. Everyone, a lot of people are, are saying this is true. Inmates, current and former officers are all saying that this is true. Still, few such cases are thoroughly investigated by state prison inspectors. Many are downplayed by officers charged with policing their own or discard as too, too complicated to pursue. <laughs> God, I hope that that is not true. <laughs> Listen, this is too complicated uh, for us to, to really dig into. I mean, looking at people's Facebook, looking at people's tattoos, going through their emails, uh, asking a question or two. That's too complicated. I've visited more than 50 prison uh, facilities and have seen that this is a pervasive problem that is not going away, said Democratic Florida State Rep. Diane Hart. It's partly due to our political climate, but those who work in our prisons don't seem to fear people knowing that they are white supremacists. The people AP, the Associated Press talked to, who live and work inside Florida prison system, describe it as a chronically understaffed and nearly out of control, the prison 
is chronically understaffed, nearly out of control. In 2017, three current and former prison guards who were Ku Klux Klan members were convicted by the FBI, uh, conflict convicted after the FBI caught them planning a, a black former inmate's murder. This summer, which would be 2021, one guard allowed 20 to 30 members of a white supremacist inmate group to meet inside a Florida prison. A black officer happened upon the meeting, they told the AP, and later confronted a colleague who allowed it. The officer said that their uh, incident report about the meeting went nowhere, and, guard, and the guard who allowed it was not punished. Listen, it's all about an investigation. At least you gotta try to do the work. Now, um, I could say something about, about, about that particular meeting. I mean, it wasn't really that. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to second guess people. I'm not there. But at least I, I, my, my point is, you got to do the investigation. You can't say that it's too complicated uh, to not even to investigate, uh, and therefore we're not going to look at it. Uh, this has apparently been going all over and going on for some time. Current, former uh, prisoners and inmate uh, and, and uh, officers have complained about this. You have a state uh, uh, representative who's talked about the pervasiveness of the pop problem and the lack of the political will in order to pursue these things down down the pike listen uh you know this is what this is this is this is why people don't have confidence in in these types of organizations now the correction system is a problem it, it is very very problematic for a number of different reasons uh the, the overtime that's done uh, the finances that are given to it uh, people don't have a have a care about what goes on behind uh, prison walls because they feel as if the people are there because of their own doings and so there's a lack uh, of, of effort in order to correct some of these uh, misgivings and misdeeds and things along those lines so i get it but i think that you at least got to try to got to try so let me know your thoughts and your opinions about the Kyle Rittenhouse situation and at least and should they do some type of investigation into whether uh, Florida guards at least should be investigated. Right. And not just say, oh, hey, what are you going to do? You know, it's, it's too complicated for us to investigate. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, much love and peace. And we'll be keeping our eye out for the uh, Ahmed Arbery uh, decision. I am expecting uh, I'm going to say it right now. I am expecting actually some convictions there. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough. I think it's going to be tough, but I, I do think that um, I think I do think they're going to get convicted in that one. But who knows? <laughs> Much love and peace. Police reform is more than just a trending topic. My name is Lawrence Hunter. I'm a retired police captain from the state of Connecticut, and I've written a new book called Police Reform, and I talk about the evolution of law enforcement here in America and what changes need to be made in order to improve the relationship between the police and the communities that they serve. Over the past few months, it has become increasingly more important and more evident that there's something amiss and awry between the police and the communities that they serve. So whether you're about defunding the police or defending the police, if you're about Blue Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter, no matter what side of the fence you happen to sit on, make sure that you pick up your copy of Police Reform today.